Hello, hello. Hey, everyone. How you doing, HH? I'm doing terrific, man. How are you? I'm great. The weather is beautiful. The sun is out. And it feels like spring is in the air. Spring is in the air. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to celebrate too loudly because, you know, I don't know if that was even throw snow at me or it might go down to 42 or something. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the weather can, can convert any minute. There was a lady I was talking yesterday. I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. She was saying that the government is actually controlling the weather. I heard that story before. Yeah, and that, I was it, like, okay. <laughs> is that harp or something? Is that what they're talking about? What's that? Harp, I think, is that what they're, they're saying? From? Because of all the paint in the air, all the different chemicals that are being sprayed. Mm. Ah, well, I don't know, man. And all these conspiracy <laughs> theories. There's plenty of She's those. Like, I want to tell you something. She says, I shouldn't tell you this, but the government's controlling the weather really yeah they might be listening okay <laughs> dude i i um you know yeah, listen someone is listening let's be clear about that i mean I... <laughs> someone's always listening what's that guy that says in his hotel he didn't say listen he says someone's always watching in my hotel that's and right then, well, um, in Bellagio, when something happened uh, his girlfriend and something happened and uh she back and she goes tony you should always know that someone's always watching in your hotel <laughs> well um it, <laughs> you know like we can talk about that let's let's just break that down i mean you you go anywhere now there's cameras you and i we talked about the dubai concept right but yeah. you don't have to go there. You're in, in England. You're in airport. You're in uh, facilities. You, for the most part, you are, there's a camera somewhere to catch you up. You know, um, stores have them everywhere. They have. Them. That's just the obvious. Um, there's always a some drone flying. There's always a, a uh, what do you call it? A satellite watching. I mean, you can do Google Maps. I mean, they have you know, not Google Maps, uh, Google Earth, and you can definitely can zoom in on things. And some, I think there is a version that where you can actually go live. Right? I'm, I'm almost um, sure yeah, they, they, they restrict, though, the amount of uh, how accurate you can get. It's more accurate than it used to be. And uh, something interesting is happening uh, in Paris. What happened in Paris? Well, you know, the Olympics are coming up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2024 okay. and uh, the Paralympics. Well... Uh, critics are contending um, that doors are going to open with privacy-busting video surveillance technology in Europe as they now pass an important hurdle to allow this AI-based video surveillance technology in France and in Europe, other parts, to uh, keep Paris safe and to also make sure uh, that nothing happens during the 2024 uh, Olympics. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think what they said was very interesting is that they don't care that you and I are there having an ice cream cone or what we're doing. 
what they care about is why there's so many people suddenly at the water fountain or why there's 10,000 people at the door. They want to look at situations and then be able to make decision calls based on the data that the AI systems uh, show them. Well, you know, there is a there's a discussion about stopping AI, right? I, mean, I don't know if you've seen that. There's a, yep, yep, there's yep, a yep, petition yep. to kind of limit the AI business. Listen, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk about AI. I mean, it is scary. We've been hearing about it since the Terminator 1, <laughs> you know, Skynet, all that good stuff. And I'm going to the problem is, is that people are scared. And, and I, um, I have to tell you, um, I finally had my first conversation with a chat GPT. And I'm going to be posting it probably later today or tomorrow, talking about chat GPT and are they going to take over the world? And what did chat GPT state? Yeah. <laughs> later when I post it. But I had oh, a yeah. conversation with chat GPT and it was very interesting. And I even asked questions like, you know, why are you here? Who created you? It's like no one created us. A consortium of companies put this together. It's aware. And what's that? It's aware. It, it's aware. But the thing that's interesting about it is that the data, because there's ChatGPT3 and ChatGPT4 now. And in order to access ChatGPT, it's free right now. But they want to make sure that you're coming in from right now a verified phone, which I thought was interesting. They want to make sure before they give you access to chat GPT that you're doing it with a live cell phone or email. I thought that well, was kind of interesting. Well, a lot of a lot of things, you know do require you to to have some sort of verification and authentication. This is a little more than that, though. This isn't like, you know, put the little doggy in the hole or pick which one has the fire hydrant. No, no, no. This is literally making sure that you have a phone or an email that traces back to a human being. I'm just going to get better at hearing you. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Yeah, I know you have your headphones <laughs> Well, no, no, I mean, I was, I was good, but I see you have yours. I might as well have mine. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, I think chat GPT is going to change people's perspective. Yeah. But I also feel that it's not going to be this like takeover of the world. Well, so, so here, here's the thing. So, First of all, the idea that the technology or, or some artificial creation is going to control the ones that created it technically, that, that is far-fetched, okay? Um, I, I just don't believe in it. I mean, yes, it might have abilities. It might can, it can shut down our system. You know, you, you just have to shut down the grid, and it's done. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, you know. Depends on which grid. There's lots of grids. Depends on which grid. Maybe I'm off the grid. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm on my own grid. I'm talking about the power grid. So no power, I know. <laughs> no tech, nothing. Send an, e an EMP and it's over, right? So so we will always have the ability. Now, can it access some ammunition, some arsenals, some, some silos as it did in Skynet? 
I mean, that's a whole different conversation, and I'm sure that I'm sure the good boys and girls of of our uh, you know defense systems, you know, across the world, have that in in check. I mean, I I do trust that they they're they're, they're looking at things. They're not just sleeping. I mean, uh, while most of us go to sleep, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of people that don't, and. It, the fact of the matter is, you know, we live a certain life around the world and most of the places, you know, you get some sort of level of safety and feel good about it because there's always someone working in the back, you know, to make sure that it's happening. Now, some people may disagree with this discussion or this, this particular comment I just made, but I, I cannot see a world without security and defense and so on and so forth. There is other discuss, discussions and debate we can have about all that. Like, yeah, are they, you know, some wars that we need to have or not? Yeah. Is it legitimate? Is it justified? We can call, talk about that and it gets politics. And you and remember I, Whopper, right? Remember Whopper? Whopper. Whopper like in, in War Games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which um, stands for War Operation Plan Response. So... AI was already starting to be conceived back then, but nowhere as it is going today. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, it's advanced. It's great. It can do a lot of things. It can help people. I mean, you talk to it. It does things. You can have videos now. You don't even have to say anything. You just tell it a topic, and it gives you a whole movie script if you want it, right? I mean, it has abilities. And, yes, you know, it might be a point where, you know, uh, you know, you have vehicles that, that drive on their own. They, we already have those. I mean, you have the Google, you know, things, you know, you have the self-driving vehicles. And there's more to this. And, you know, is it going to be okay? It's going to probably make some jobs obsolete. And that that's also possible. Um, you know, it's It'll not transition be... the jobs into something else. Exactly. And it's not going to make, for example, you as an individual obsolete. It's just going to take over some functionalities that we do, probably to ease up things. <clears throat> I mean, you know, you and I had the joke with Siri the other day. He asked a few questions. And I mean, that's like a baby, you know, AI compared to where it's going. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, <clears throat> here's the thing. The question is not so much what it does. Well, if we are all are afraid of it, why is it here? Why did people even entertain it and developed, you know, the, I guess, the script, the coding for it to exist. I mean, it's like you t you you're programming it to program itself to discuss to to think for its own. You give it enough, you know. I guess input, you know, <laughs> for better. Well, luck. because of because of neural networks, and we've been studying those for years. So I think that's why, uh, and people have that fascination with what if, you know. Um, a point that I want to bring up is many of us have iPhones. So if you have an iPhone and you keep your wallets in your wallet, okay, or you have the kind that are stored on your phone, you have them linked, okay, it's very important that you actually go to your settings app and you actually type in face. And you click face ID and passcode. It'll ask you for your passcode, which I'm going to put in right now. And then it's going to give me a box with lots of information. I'm going to scroll down and you're going to see that it's going to say allow access when locked. There are two options on there you want to turn off. I'm not sure if you guys can see my screen. The one option is reply with message and the other one is wallet. Mm-hmm. You could turn other ones off too. 
They may know why it's so important to turn off reply with message. Go okay, play, so bad actors are out there. Okay, unfortunately, they're not really trying to practice for a Broadway play. They're trying to steal your identity. So now a bad actor out there is going to your website and they need to send that two-factor or um, the code, one-time verification code, OTF, right? And so um, if your phone is locked and I send a message to your phone, I can see your code. I can put that code in and I can now become you. Well, all right. Well, guys, you're hearing this. I mean, j just so you know, John does does dabble with the tech. He is an engineer. This is his world. And so you're getting from the source. And by the way, but talking about identity uh, and you're talking about digital identity theft, I mean, there is still some old school scams going on right now. And I can tell you guys just watching right now, um, if you're still writing checks, you just, yep. just, you know, um, bear with me here. Don't put them, you know, in the mailbox and mail them out because there are there are people currently that are doing this little thing. They take your check, they actually clean it up, whatever they wash it, and they rewrite whatever amounts, and they do have your identity kind of more or less. They know your address. They probably know who you are. They actually make an ID with your name and everything, and they will go and cash. This happened to a very good friend of mine recently, and uh, it's just a hustle. Be careful. Uh, yep. This is just basic stuff. I mean, there's so many other types of identity. But don't write checks anymore. That's the number one. Really don't write checks anymore. Keep it electronic because the thing is, hacking checks is kind of old school now. And the thing is, a lot of people online, whether they're looking for a job or something, oh, yeah, you can go work and do this great job and you can make hundreds of dollars a week. You just have to send some emails back and forth, some nonsense. And then they send you a check and they say, um, well, you just can go get the stuff we tell you to get. You need to go get a computer, get all the stuff we tell you to get, and then keep the rest of the money for yourself. And so what's very interesting about this, first of all, is that the check doesn't seem to scan well on your phone. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, one of the tests is to see if you can work with us to make it fit so your phone can scan it. See, that's a red flag right there. I mean, you shouldn't have to print out a check and then kind of play games with it to adjust it so my phone can scan it. I had somebody uh, one time send me a check and I, I knew what they were doing, so I wanted to expose them. I called the bank and um, I said, I got this check for, oh, I think it was like $4,500. But I knew it was fake. I called the bank and I said, can I have um, uh, the fraud department, the people that the check was written on, that bank? And I said, yeah. Um, so I want to let you know that someone sent me this check. And this check, um, I have a hunch is no good. I was wondering if you can validate it for me. So I give them the routing number. I give them the account number and the check number. And I said, um, was uh, that check uh, cash? She said, yes, it was. I said, really? She says, yes. She says, it was cashed a um, couple years 
let's say 2021, uh, March 6, 2021, in the amount of $21.62. So that person was going to get me to deposit that check. And millions of people do this every day. And the bank advances the money because they know you have a good reputation. Unfortunately, when that bank check goes south, now you have to come up with the money because they take it out of your account or your account goes negative. And that's a real big one. But one that I want to share with you, it's, it's a real interesting fraud uh, caper. If somebody calls you from an unidentified number or a spam number and you want to answer the phone, that's fine. Just don't say anything. Don't say anything. You can answer the phone. Don't say anything. Now, you might say, why am I saying that? Well, there's a, a fraud scheme going around right now. It's uh, pretty new. The people on the other end of the phone, as soon as you say hello or anything, even a word or two, they're now able to use AI and cloning technology to learn your voice and repeat almost anything they want to say, proving that it's you. Mission Impossible is possible. <laughs> yes. And another one, if you have family or relatives or something other or what have you, I tell people to have a passcode or a passphrase when you're talking to them. Because somebody might call and they may sound exactly like your parents, exactly like your loved ones. Really? So you're, um, you, you need money. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, what color is the black fox that jumped over the wall. What? What color is the black fox that jumped over the wall? Oh, black. No. Goodbye. So when you do something like that, they can't fake it. And the fact that voice prints are being used from lots of different banks, I think that something else should be instigated with that so there's a two-factor, not just your voice. Because a lot of times I say, well, can I use the voice print? No, don't use it. <laughs> and I think they're doing this to make life easy. But unfortunately, bad actors are grabbing your data. Now, this can happen with uh, SIRI. This can happen with uh, the Alexa. Uh, it can happen with a lot of different things. Your data is being sold to the highest bidder. The highest bidder. Scary business. That could be a big problem. Right? A very big problem. And most people, HH, are not aware of this. Because they don't think it is possible. So when you get a phone call, you stay on it. Don't say a word. They don't say anything. Just hang up. Nine out of ten people are trying to clone your voice. And if they're successful, they might try to open up a bank account in your name. They may just try to prove that they're you. That's pretty scary.
that is <laughs> that is a horror that's like a horror movie man i mean and, and and the damage of this can be serious i mean you're talking about financial loss you're talking about gaining reputation everything i mean it's just bad well by the way i mean you're talking about some some severe tech you know and, and there are there's a lot of tech stuff that we utilize and you're right this is not new this is established you know already about this um there is some basic stuff that everybody is 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 probably going to be vulnerable to and this is we all use facebook and social media uh marketplace is is for scams big time if you put something to sell you'll get these these funky offers cash i'll give you some stuff and and you know you're going to give me some money back and all these things so you know they 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 don't want to pick up you know at your home they want to just do some stuff you know that is completely down those and it is it is serious because these people will actually scam you and if you're not clear enough if someone's asking you for money period that you don't know then there's something off you know if you're selling something and they give you an offer that it doesn't make sense something is off and that triggers guys but these are real things that are happening people are taking advantage there are also scammers that have photos and things like that and they lure you with them and there are some fake accounts that are out there that try to get you to talk to whatsapp for example Mm-hmm. all encrypted so so they have them you know from from you know financial from from all the and if you there are people that you look at their profile you will see because you'll see like a trend in the profile you'll see that the profile is not old enough you'll see certain things and then you should know that is not a religious a legitimate person if they're not interactive with other people they have friends that are yours so basically it's very easy you can friend watch people. out <laughs> no well here's the thing it's very simple you can friends friend friends of friends right and then you know when i go look for you and i see that we have a mutual friend that's usually how it goes and i'll go okay this is cool i'll, I'll select this member this this friend and now you have a problem uh and then they'll start like you know how's your day how's your business how things going with you I've seen it in in either um, a financial aspect or or an erotic aspect or one of those. They they do have you know some some individuals that are just around. It's like in the web. It's like the web, <laughs> you know. And they're just waiting as a spider to just grab you when you fall in there. So be careful. So again, I, I'll tell you two things about that. One, um, with being online and doing all the types of things, there was uh, a channel we were selling something on eBay. And we said all over the listing, local pickup only in big uppercase letters, local pickup only. So it got quite a few watchers and this one guy bids on it. Mm -hmm. And it just says someone in the U.S. It doesn't give his location. So um, a few days before the auction ends, he says, uh, oh, it looks like I'm going to win. Right. You know, it's local pickup only, right? Yeah, about that. Uh, I'm located in Arkansas. Okay, well, why would you bid on something when it's this local pickup? Well, no, you know, but, but you can't expect me to drive from Arkansas. No, I can't, but you should never bid on the item. So he says, oh, we'll pay for a good box and we'll pay for good shipping. And I said, okay, fine. We'll give you, a, a, you know, the, the uh, FedEx or UPS number so you can ship it. Okay, great, fine. So I said, I'm going to do some due diligence on the price. I said, we're not going to really mark it up, but we're going to charge what it costs us to package it with the boxes. And then we'll just use your um, 
you know, your um, bill of lading. So first of all, I uh, was shipping. It was like this printer, which was like about 125 pounds. So he tries to tell me that the box is only $5, not a double wool box or $5 with packing. And he says, and don't put peanuts in the box. Make sure you, you, you pack it well. So I said to him, packing, time, and supplies will be $150 plus the air lading bill. He goes, not only is that unreasonable, that's a crime what you're charging. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what do you think it should cost? Oh, about $22. I said, you know what, sir? Goodbye. Because the other thing I knew was going to happen is he was going to give me his number, okay? But then when he gives me his number, he'll then go to the place and put a comp complaint in saying that the number was used in fraud. I don't know why these people get involved with this. And the funny thing is this person bought from us three other times, reputably. But when it said local pickup only, why would you even bid? Well, this this and, is more of well, actually, it's not a business. I mean, in your, in your case, it's a business, but it could be for any item. We were just selling some items, refrigerator, different things we we're selling, and he's like, "Oh, I want that." Well, you can't have that unless you're in New Jersey. He says, "Well, he says, I, he says, there's no way I can drive from Arkansas, right? Well, it's not for you." I'm like, "What do you not understand about the word local pickup? Do I need to put it in Spanish or other languages? Local pickup." means you must be within driving distance of our office. No, but I want it. And <laughs> I think these people really play games. I had another one one time where the package got uh, sent. And then the package got damaged. And they try to play games and say that we shipped the package like that when we didn't. So unfortunately, whether it's eBay, Amazon, there's a lot of shady characters out there. I wish there was like a checkbox. Speaking about checkboxes, I don't know if you know, but uh, Mr. Elon Musk has uh, stated that he is going to remove uh, the blue check from uh, – the uh, New York Times. Well, I don't, I don't, like know, if he, I don't know if he's going to remove it. I thought he's going to charge for it. I mean, they, they're charging. He's going to remove it, and they said they're not paying for it. So you have to pay for it every month. But they're the New York Times, and they did say some entities they would pay for it, but that's just kind of wrong. The New York Times. I mean, is that really a company you want to piss off? I don't think so. <laughs> he doesn't care. Does he? Does he really care? He doesn't. No, I know he doesn't care. So you have the you have the blue check, uh, you have the gold check for your personal, which is not that much, and then you have the gray check, which is free, which is for your uh, cabinet, like Joe Biden and all the cabinet members. They get a, a free gray check. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well. The blue check now is across the board. I mean, you have you have it on Meta, you know, Facebook, Instagram. They have their own version of it. You pay for it now, you know. So it's. But does that really mean anything? 
Well, according to them, it's that uh, you verified that it's a legit account. It's not a phony account because they check ID. So when you see someone like that, you know it's not going to be one of those fraudulent, you know, individuals and fake accounts. It's a real account. I mean, so from from that aspect, I get it. It makes sense. Um, you know, it gives you some credibility. You know, and that that it's John. It's Hurricane. It's not you know a one of right. But do we really need that if we're building up a social media presence, right? Mm-hmm. And we already have our content and our things on there. Do we really need that? No. Um, we produce content with certain things on the video, on the trailers, in the audio that cannot be copied. So just by looking at that, I think that's enough. Well, true and false. I mean, there have been reports of people hacking accounts and literally taking over your account. Uh, it had to happen in YouTube. It happened in Instagram. It happened in various you know, social media platforms, TikToks. And so it become, they become you, basically, on the account. Yes, they cannot produce new content. But... When it's when you're established enough and there's money involved, I guess they can just get the fruits of your work and labor, you know, that you've already invested in, and yours of of, of uh, your work are just gone. I mean, uh, th- this is real. I mean, I'll be p- people that have been affected with this. So I think I think the idea of verifying the identity, just like when you identify, you know, with your ID anywhere else, is is a safety thing. Now, the problem is it just like it's becoming more like an elite thing: who has it, who doesn't. Now it's whoever can afford it versus who can't. It's a thousand dollars a month to get for a business for a business? registration fee. In in where? Uh, Twitter. Oh wow! I didn't know that. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I I guess I guess businesses would would not want to pay. Now, here's the thing. If people are not going to be good there, they might just not use the Twitter, right? I mean, I don't know. Is that even a thing? Can you live without social media? That's 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 the reality of things. We can't. Can I live without the check? Yeah. Without a check, yes. But I can live without a check. I create my own check. So if you want to go for the gold, thousand mm-hmm. dollars monthly for a verified check mark, plus an additional fifty dollars monthly for each affiliate sub account that you link under. That could add up. It can. Well, again, I mean, listen, if you're a nice, good, established media company or any company, you got a good you know, revenue and you want to have your established credibility, I mean, why not? But is that really a false positive? I mean, I do media every day, and I think there are a lot of people out there that are trying to pretend that you need this. And... Uh, I think that's the same thing. I think right now we're paying for an empty bag of goods. We've already seen that Twitter's kind of taken a dump. I mean, they're having lots of issues. I frankly don't know what the future of Twitter is. But I know that if they don't crane up their act, I see Twitter being a distant memory. Uh, yeah, maybe we can we can have Elon join us on a call and we can ask him the question like, hey, what's up? What's the future of... of He's not uh, going to come. He's probably not going to want to share that topic. Right now, he's trying to figure out the code. He's trying to share things. I'm not really sure what he's trying to do right now. I think he's just trying to keep his head above water with Twitter because people want him out. I think that's the problem. I think we're going to see some major things happening probably at the end of the year. Um, But I have not seen enough to make me believe that this company is going to go somewhere. 
Putting content on Twitter does not have a very good resilience, unfortunately. The people on there are different than the way they used to be. Well, again, I mean, remember, the whole concept of Twitter, tweeting is, is really just a little kind of glimpse, right? You just put, you know, links and a few things. You're limited to what you put. It's it's just kind of like it keeps you going. I mean, you know, notorious Trump was was doing a good job with that. I mean, <laughs> the first you know commander in chief that, that that used to eat you know around the world, and and that was funny, right? Uh, but but that's really what it is. I mean, it, it's different. I mean, it's not YouTube. It's not the other platforms where you can have like some real creator business and people can go there and watch and and, and enjoy the, the content. It's more of sharing quick and instant i mean snapchat is almost doing the same thing and it's it's getting more popularity among the younger folks right my kids i mean they they snap like every single heartbeat <laughs> like i don't know if my daughter sneezes i mean she's already like you know snapping the sneeze i mean i, I and then you got I, snapchat I, too which i don't touch but what about mr uh, chow zichu oh you're talking about the 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 the, the good uh, uh congressional uh encounter yeah i mean my whole thing here with the good old TikTok and TikTok USA, he was on that stand. And okay, if you're innocent, great. Say you're innocent. But he was just trying too hard, HH. Like he was already guilty before he opened his mouth. Like he was, you could just see him working so hard to convince people instead of being genuine. But, but hold on. I mean, listen, the congressional committees, are designed to make you sweat. I mean, oh, sure like they are. They're all designed. But the thing of it matter is, is that when they asked the question, if they just answered the question and not been so emphatic, if they say, "Well, gee, is it this?" Just say yes. Just say no. That's it. Okay. They are trained to recognize people that basically pop under that pressure, and you don't pop under that pressure unless you're doing something wrong. And well, so. They asked the question about the data. 150 million U.S. people come on TikTok a month. 150 million. It's close to the half population here. So, yep. And Mr. Xiao Zichu, when they asked the question about, you know, the data and, you know, uh, the Chinese government, they could request the data at any time. They could. They haven't, but they could. He said, well, we firewalled. And they can't get it. And that's not enough. Like, because they're under this auspice, they said to the China ask board, he says, no. But frankly, I don't believe them. I don't think we're going to see anything major until something happens, unfortunately. I think when Twitter, excuse me, uh, TikTok steps on somebody's toes, the first time wrong, they're out. We already know that the government won't allow it on any federal device. Mm -hmm. So they already have lost some respect for the app. Well, all right. So let's talk about that. Right? TikTok, a social platform. You know, I know we want our protection. I know we all want our secrets to be ours. We. I'm not talking about the na national secrets. I'm talking about just individual stuff. But but here's the thing: it's a platform that that it, it became the hub. I mean, everybody is on TikTok. I think everybody. You, I don't know. I, I am, and and 
everybody, different topics, different groups, different crazy. I think one of the challenging things that I see in TikTok is more about the challenges, literally, that actually are causing you know that and and you know uh, hurt and so on and so forth. And those are wrong. But it's like any other platform. I mean, like a, a TV or anything. I mean, there's plenty of bad stuff available. On anything, whether it's in the movies, whether it's in in you know documentaries, you have stuff good, bad. Otherwise, you want politics, you get politics. You have sports, you get this, you get that. You get anything. Nudity, you have nudity. I mean, you can watch you know pay per view business and pay for all that. You can have right. you know some some private uh, you know channels out there and, and and watch whatever you want. Similarly, these are content creators all over the world, and it's just a platform. The main challenge is, is there government involved in it or not? But that question remains across everything. I mean, we know what we know. We don't know everything. And you're right. I mean, what's funny about it is that in those settings where you are in front of all these powerful, you know, <laughs> prosecutors, if you want to call them, because that's, I think that's what mm -hmm. they're doing. Mm -hmm. You 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 have to be able to to answer some questions, but you're not going to answer questions. And they until you to you want to crumble until you actually show that you don't have the answers and that's what they really want i mean obviously the idea is that if you really are 100 percent innocent as you said or you have nothing to worry about you're going to say it for what it's worth and that's it that doesn't mean that he was not or he is all it means is that you know we hear what he had to offer as an answer we know what the questions now i have to say some of the questions were not you know or maybe they didn't understand the concept i mean when you ask about you, you, like for example, the thing about your your scan, your eyes, and you know, do you mm -hmm. scan the identity? I mean, you said there's only one area where you do have the the those those apps or whatever those um, filters that that you need to have that. I mean, but then let's talk about that. What is what does that mean? I mean, frankly, I, I was trying to debate with my mind, like you know, what would that do if you scan my eyes? What would that do? Because because we have retinal scans everywhere. Mm -hmm. We just don't know. As a matter of fact, that's going to be the future. You're not going to get just a camera. You're going to get a retinal scan. This way, you and I will never be the same. <laughs> you know, I mean, we we are unique for who we are. Well, even you... even your even your biometric fingerprint is unique. What oh, most exactly. people don't know is that we're not storing the whole fingerprint. We're just taking parts of that fingerprint. Sure, but it is John's. It is you know Hurricane. Mm -hmm. All these people. Retinals are the same, right? I mean, again, I'm going to give you that example we discussed before about like when you get into Dubai, right? You're in the airport. As soon as you get in, you got a camera. It's not a regular camera as you have in JFK. Uh, it is literally a retinal scan camera. So it has the mm -hmm. actual visual and it has two two retinal scanners and you get zapped basically. And you go all around. Every camera that they have has the same features and technology. So if you're driving... And you go speed, you know, light on, on a highway, and you say it wasn't me, it was my cousin that he, he took my car. Guess what? You're not gonna run away with it because the cameras will scan the 360 around your car, including inside your eyes, and that's how they're gonna identify. So, in a way, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Now we're talking about technology, the good versus the bad. Is it gonna identify who you are and you can't lie, you cannot hurt somebody? Definitely. Is it too much? Maybe the Big brother watching and all the stuff to what extent that's the question uh here the question of tiktok is that because it is a foreigner you know kind of entity and it is absorbing enough data or information from the american people actually the world i mean there are millions of people 150 million is nothing compared to to the whole universe of tiktok's you know users so that's that's the other thing now 
I have to be, you know, it's funny because when I saw the, the dude actually presenting and having being drilled, I felt fun because what would you want to be the CEO of such platform? <laughs> that was my question. You know, you know, it's like you choose to be in this deceit. I mean, this happened to to Facebook. It happened to a lot of people when they get you show up and you have to answer to some stuff, data breaches, identity, you know, so on and so forth. Are you sharing the information? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, some people can question like, well, is it that I can as a government that doing it? I mean, that's a question that is fair, right? You know, we, the reason we, we refer to Big Brother because the government is always watching you and listening. And we talked about this, everybody's listening. I mean, we're talking right now, this. You know, the NSA, obviously we've heard about that and we've seen it in movies and mm -hmm. other agencies that do the same. Yeah, there are code words, there's so on and so forth. Whether we know the details about it or not, but we have an idea that, that it exists. The activities without having to stress about it. If you stress about it, you're not going to live happy. I mean, the only way to hide literally from the world is to your point is no digital print. No, 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 no currency used other than cash or trade. You have to live mm -hmm. off the grid. I'm talking about real grid, like somewhere in the boondocks, in yep, the middle yep, of the yep. woods or, or underground. But that's 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 the only way to hide. And even that is probably far-fetched. I'm not sure if you can hide somewhere unless you're really covered a lot. <laughs> or those people that go off the grid, they have their own solar, they build their house somewhere in Jabib, and they even get their uh, food delivered by some very secret method or they can just you know make their own food right well they you make their have... own food or they have their own uh, uh farm or what have you and but but john let's be realistic there's eight billion people on the planet and it's just growing by the minute or the yep, second yep. and maybe 0.0001 percent is doing exactly that so the 99.999 percent is subjected to the world's economy to the world's systems well Biggest mm -hmm. discussion that beyond TikTok has been this whole thing about digital currency, about you know governments now trading other currencies other than the dollar. Right now, this is not our real expertise, but it just it just wife and oh my god, what happens if everything gets digitized or credits? In essence, I mean to me, a currency, no matter what it is. I mean, right now you don't have real money. You have an account that has zeros and and digits in them, right? You wipe those numbers. You add one zero by mistake, and you're a millionaire. <laughs> you take one zero, and you lose your money, right? So it's digital. But but where's the actual money? Where's the actual fund? You know, we've seen the banks actually going, you know, again belly down, whatever belly flat, whatever the expression goes. Um, and we've we this is not new. We've had that experience in 2008, right? And it's not going to be the end, and it's not going to end there. Now we're talking about digital currency. Well, if you are working right now and making, let's say, thousand dollars a month, you know, I mean, yeah, this is this is just a number. I mean, you can't survive on a thousand, but maybe some countries, yeah, that's the income. But in the states, that's almost you know nothing. However, let's say that's your your your, your monthly income. It's a thousand dollars. You have a, like right now we do taps, right? On, you have your, your wallet, you know, your Apple Pay, whatever. You just go, you scan your, your, your digits and that's it. It's all digital. There's, you don't give cash. You just scan on the scanner. And now there's an amount that's deducted. So you have a $1,000 income in cash in a bank that shows the digits that a card gives access to. 
or you have a thousand credits, you know, which will be like a credit. I mean, in Star Wars, they use the imperial credits. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. as a, so it's 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 the same concept. It's an exchange measure that you actually use to trade off, you know, goods and services and whatever. So that's all there is. But the fact of the matter is, digitize or not digitize, is there value in the money in the first place? It's just a number that is being assigned. Um, you know, some people have more than others, and you know that's that's you know your work, how much you can you trade, how much you do. But at the end of the day, that should not change. If you are making ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. It will be a hundred thousand dollars or hundred thousand digital, you know, X Y dollars, you know, whatever that currency is going to be, and that's all there is. Now, again, I am just talking of my brains here, you know, with my own view of how I see it. It's if over the centuries we had gold, we had other commodities that people changed, and gold is always the main commodity to change. I mean, you know, that's always an exchangeable, you know, piece of, of item. I mean, we see in disaster movies that people go to exchange things that are beneficial. You can exchange anything from a syringe to, to a pair of glasses, to a pen, to something. In doomsday you know, uh, movies, you see that, like where everything is, is chaotic and there is nothing, people trade things. Whatever is good for me, if you saw, if you saw the movie Book of Eli, right? Again, these are movies, they, they're just fiction, but, but believe me, they're as close to reality as you think if, if shit happens for real. You know, I've seen in real life when you have a storm we have you know some some crazy stuff people recently pennsylvania water you know they have a problem people are fighting over water now if mm -hmm. imagine all your commodity all your life the way you know it is no longer the same uh, if you're in a war area or whatever the case may be you're going to trade you're going to try to do whatever it takes to actually survive so you know dollars and money is not going to mean anything for you anymore what, what's mm -hmm. going to mean is what do you have that has a value for somebody else to trade with, and that's how you're going to start getting your your life, you know, to survive. Now, again, that's that's doomsday scenario, but in reality, we have a cash currency, we have a coin currency or a digital currency. I mean, Bitcoin is a digital currency, right? I mean, technically, it's just not centralized. This is, you know, more of a centralized, digitized. You you can determine what you can buy and not. By the way, this concept exists today. For example. In my world, in the insurance space, we have what we call the over-the-counter, uh, you know, uh, pres not prescription drugs, but like, you know, things you can buy over the counter in the pharmacy, right? So in the Medicare space, we have allocations of dollars on a month-to-month -month basis to certain individuals who qualify for these programs. And let's say you get $100 over the counter. And what it means, there is a list that we refer to as FSA list. It's a federal you know, list that's approved. And mm -hmm. you go in, you cannot buy drugs. You, I mean, I'm talking uh, like regular medicinal drugs. You cannot buy alcohol. You cannot buy stuff with it. But you can buy ointments. You can buy vitamins. You can buy stuff that you can buy literally off the shelf, right? And that's, that's the, the amount of money you get. So there is a limitation. And the system knows that if you pick an item that is not on that list, you're not going to be able to purchase it now. That's the logic. What does that mean to us? Well, now someone can, this is what the debate is right now that's going on, on social media is that, well, if you, you know, cannot buy what you want, when you want it, how you want it, that's a problem because now somebody's dictating what you can buy and how, how much of it you can buy. So now again, we can go, that's like almost the communism business, right? So it changes the dynamics worldwide. And now it doesn't help that we have all these, these, you know, China and, uh, you know, and other countries now are trading their own currencies or they're actually bypassing the dollar. This is all mm -hmm. going to everybody. How we do things in the future, folks, know for a fact that you have to be, see, this is the thing. We are afraid of change of things, but what we don't 
realize that whether we like it or not, unless there is a, a change in the, in the world, you know, the systems are going to continue the way they are. We can fight, we can argue, we can do all kinds of stuff, but things are going to happen. And so you have to be kind of ahead of the game, anticipate the moves. And at least that's how I look at it. And then some things you can't change. That's the other thing. And I don't know if I'm going to live long enough to see this being there, but I have my kids. I do worry about my kids having to live in a world, which, but I do anticipate that this world is going to be different in their time and my time, just like it is different today from like our parents and grandparents. And so that's going to change. So the world of income, the world of trade, the world of financials, you know, the world of, you know, currencies is just progressing. We're talking about that's that's the new world. Well, the same thing here. So it's all digital cyber existing kind of formulas. Are they good for us or bad for us? That's the jury still out. There's there's good practices and I guess good association to it. And there's bad to it, like everything else. I mean, dollars today. Are they really, what are they? I mean, we, we talk about inflation. You put a lot of cash flow into the system, you print it and you dump it into the system. Does that do anything? It dilutes the actual value of whatever it, 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 it is against, right? The gold and all the stuff is no longer validated there. So, so what do you think, John? I mumbled a little bit there. No, I think people are trying to make sense with things. And whether we're talking about cash, we're talking about cryptocurrency, we're talking about uh, trading cattle, uh, you know, <laughs> it's having... still a system. Right. You know, it's still a system. And, you know, just like we go back to the barter system many, many years ago, right? And so I think people have to understand what's going on. And they may not necessarily be on board with this because they don't understand it. Sure. You know, and that's a big hindrance to doing something is whether you understand something or don't understand something. True, but John, I don't think the system right now understands what the system is. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree with you completely. They're figuring out. They're trying to figure out a way to to do this to move to the next stage of currency. And listen, I mean, simplifying it to me, that's how I try to break things down. I simplify. It. Again, mm -hmm. if we have a currency that is just digits, which technically we do have now, unless you actually carry cash from a bank and have it in a you know in a briefcase or somewhere in in the house. You don't have money. You have mm -hmm. an with some numbers on it, and those numbers fluctuate based on how much you actually, you know, input into them. Same similarly, I'm, I'm, my check is deposited virtually from a bank to a bank to a bank right now. You know, your your employers send in, you know, uh, an ACH, what, what do you call this, a, a wire transfer to the bank. The bank is getting, let's say, ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand put into my account. That's available when I go to the the store. I spend a hundred bucks. It's a hundred dollars off. It is. Right. There, there was no cash here traded at this point. Everything that I just, just you know, really described has been transitioned as a digitized currency. The only difference is we do still see that I can cash it. I can turn it into valuable or some papers. And again, papers. Many people will tell you that just paper that we can print, and that's why mm -hmm. was, that's why there's counterfeit business and stuff like that, which which creates a lot of you know problems. Right. That's why, for example, the, the secretary was, you know, oversees the counterfeit, you know, uh, uh, industry and all this stuff. 
So it is serious stuff. The Treasury has serious, you know, uh, this is in the U.S. I mean, over the world, I mean, there's crazy stuff that's going on as well, similar stuff everywhere. And so, so if you have a national currency, let's say the States has it, Canada has it, not everybody's going to buy in the same concept. That's the other thing. It has to be globalized. And to, to make it a global currency, that's going to take probably years and years and years and years, if not even a longer time. I mean, just think about the euro. I remember going to Europe before the euro and going to Europe after the euro. As a matter of fact, I was in Europe also when they just started testing the euro. And so the, the way you do it, you have both currencies. You go to one country, you have their currency, and then they give you the equivalency in euro. And then you go to the other country. Now you have the equivalency of that country's currency with the euro. And so you get both and you select. And so, for example, it's 10 francs in France. It equates one euro. I'm just saying. So, so that's how you would get your bill. And this was a whole year of testing to make it work. And even that didn't work. I mean, now you have some countries that actually got out. I mean, England, you know, the UK got out of it, right? <clears throat> so so th there's so many things that, that, that we as common folks may not have the direct access. We hear information left and right, but we are always going to learn over time. We mm -hmm. can resist, we can react, and we can say all we want. As long as you're not in control of what's happening behind the scene, that's going to be a challenge. And, and, and there's always going to be people behind the scene doing what they're doing to change things and make things. And there's going to be legislation that's going to pass and we cannot, you know, challenge that, that legislation. We could, I guess, but to what extent? I mean, we've, we've challenged a lot of things and uh, it turns out to always be like a law is becoming a law and then that's it. Uh, and you have to accept it. And yeah, uh, do I agree with that concept personally? Not necessarily, but that's the reality of where we live. Now, the, the other measure would be like you'll be not working in a system where we, you'll be off the system, and that's probably not a cool thing to have either. So the question is where do you want to sit? You know, now, 8 billion is 8 billion. I mean, we, we just passed the vaccine, you know. Uh, right. it, it was There was different messaging in, in, there in, in about a year and a half between the time that the pandemic began the time now we even have discussions about whether it was this or the other you know was it you know in a bio you know engineered concept or was it natural all these things are happening and how many of us had a say in the matter not many <laughs> exactly same same people behind are the ones who are going to do what they got to do and uh, we can fight it's good content we're creating content right now we have a debate this people are watching and they're going to probably criticize the discussion but we can do all that. We can get buzz and we can get some extra vital stuff or no zero. We can get criticized. This is just us having a chill time. But the reality of things, we are busy doing this. The people that are doing what they need to be doing, they're doing it. And then we will be subjected to it one way or the other. And, now, and, now, and now people like uh, NVIDIA uh, hmm. with their new partnership, they're working with the Medcom and they're coming up with a new endoscopy. Uh, artificial intelligence tool. So they're starting to take what was the gaming world and now bridge it into the health world, which I think is interesting, but it's a little scary because I don't know if I trust it 100%. I'm in a gaming world. <laughs> and then those people building video cards are suddenly working with this new health technology, which can do artificial intelligence and detect things wrong. But here's my big concern, privacy. Now, supposedly they assign you a number and they don't know who you are, but I don't trust that. They say it's local, but it's not. It's all going to the cloud. Mm 
-hmm. And so somehow there has to be an identifier. And I just believe that I don't think your dad is 100% anonymous. That's a concern. It is a concern. But how, you well, know, what, what can we do about it? Um, see that that's that's the trillion dollar question. That's the the infinite question that we can do. We can talk about it. We can debate about it. We can try to make input. But but it is a tough pickle, right? Listen, we have this when Meta came out with the concept of Meta, right? And I'm not talking about the change of the name. I'm talking about Meta <laughs> as in the the, the three dimensional whatever those fake the the the, the uh, virtual realities if you want to call them. Right, which is not new. I mean, VR has existed for for a couple of decades already, a few decades. And so the idea now is that we can reside in this virtual world concept where you and I right now, instead of going on this this stream, you know, we can literally have our guests in a stream with us where we they can see us sit in the same table. You know, that's kind of like what it is. We'll we all kind of chime in and we show up in the same you know virtual room. And so now, imagine that. Obviously, you can't eat virtual. You're going to have to, to get some sustenance, you know, in physical. So now, but you, you don't have to leave your room. You can just rise her up. You know, now you get your, your senses and everything. You get to interact with people. I don't have to go anywhere. Now, the currency is digitized. So this is the future. You know, I want to order a pizza. All right. Fire a couple of credits. <laughs> That's it. You know, we're having a party, you, you, know, you know, for everybody. I'm, I'm buying. So you get some some slices on your side. I get some slices. You get delivery from your side and delivery from my side. But we're doing this all in. Well, I go out now. I want to go to a gym. Maybe I don't have to go to a gym. I just have to get visor up. And now I'm actually working out with a, with a gym instructor in front of me. So so that's what that reality looks like. And is that a real good thing for us? That's a big question. Now, for someone who loves outdoors, that world is not going to be a good place. For someone who is literally in the gaming world, as you said today, like our new generation, they would be just in the zone. I mean, when the pandemic hit, those people didn't feel the difference. They order everything, Amazon, delivery, DoorDash, this, the other, everything comes to your doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. How many people yeah. have loved their stuff? Now, what is the impact on our health? What is the impact on our mental health? What is the impact on relationships? You know, our business, we can do business. I mean, we've discovered that you can work remotely. Wow. You know, so it did work, you know, to a degree. Companies did survive through the pandemic and schools did survive through the pandemic. They were able to provide some sort of education, <laughs> not the best. You know, so all the stuff we adjusted, but with, let's say, the meta, with a, a virtual world, if you want to call it this way, that's where this is going. It's virtual digitized cyber. You know, the reality of, of, of how it's intended, it's almost going to be very tough. Now, we're still talking in the U.S. and maybe Western world. This is not going to touch some parts of the world because the the technology is too expensive for now. But they'll be a few decades behind and eventually everybody will have to catch on. The question is, we have wars, we have pandemics, we have disasters, we have this, we have that, we have economical, you know, economics, you know, that, that are, you know, sometimes at, at a risk, just like now. So mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't know where this is going, but we do know that there is a change coming here. You know, we do know that it's happening. If we're talking about it right now, and if we've seen it in some of the movies 20 years ago, the, the odds are, you know, anything that we've seen in the movies was a precursor or free, you know, view of what would come. And it did come in now. Some of it is bad. I mean, 
pandemic. We've seen it 20 plus years. Our, the movie outbreak was was in the 90s and many other ones before. Mm -hmm. well, you're talking about Skynet <laughs> earlier. I mentioned Skynet, where they are chat, you know, chat, uh, uh, the the GPT chat GPT. Uh, that's that's happening. It's real. Um, you know, we're talking about stuff that is not you know that right now. We're talking about holograms, for example. I've seen that in Star Wars in the 70s. <laughs> right, where where you know Yoda and on the, all those those uh, Jedi's are, are are meeting virtually, you know, through a hologram. You know, it, it sounds funny, but do we have that today? We have that technology. I mean, you can watch a concert of Michael Jackson with Houston right now. You know, with you know, past their 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 demise, and they're not here with us anymore. But they do have those things. So technology is is shifting. It is good. The question is, and we can have a whole show just to get some some real experts. You know. What does that mean? What's the impact of technology? The good, the bad, and the ugly. And we're going to find there's good and there's bad. You mentioned, mentioned something about AI used in, in, in medicine mm -hmm. or, or research. It's happened. I mean, augmented reality is a good thing. I mean, you can use it for, for teaching, for stuff. They even have menus now with augmented reality. I don't know if you've seen that. There's a restaurant. We actually have a menu, and then it, it holograms You know what that food's going to look like. So you get a burger, and it just kind of shows you the burger texture the whole nine in a whole graphic you know way pretty i think people <laughs> jump to conclusions because of what they first see in front of them and what they see i always said this before it's not reality it's a perception of what the world can be but doesn't necessarily have to be that. I think we're going to keep that as a deep question. And you know what? We're going to ask that question. Hey, folks, you're watching today. You watch this anytime. And shoot us an email and come on. Join us. Join the discussion. We'd like to hear from experts on AI. We'd like to hear from experts on the finances that are going right now. Come on in and just discuss. We're just enlighten us. We're just talking. We're two individuals that have their opinions, but we're not experts in this matter. But it would be great to have you guys on our network here, on our channel, on our you know media place, and let's have a discussion and share with the people what the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all good. Maybe I'll invite ChatGPT to join us next time, and we can have a conversation with them. ChatGPT, and we can ask the questions we want to ask. That's it. Hold that thought. So you come back from vacation. And we're going to have that. So the guest next time will be ChatGPT. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, you know, it's, it sounds funny, but but you, it, it's as real as it sounds right now. We are literally inviting AI, and, and AI is going to interact with us. I don't know what that looks like, what it's going to look like. The only way to find out is to do it. But also, we do want to have some not artificial, some real intelligence, you know, a human intelligence. So, so basically... What's going to happen is, you know, when, when we're doing this is there'll be a present and I'll basically be presenting the screen while I'm actually interacting with the chat bot and you'll be able to see it respond in real time. I love it. Well, again, you have, you have these bots all over the place now when you actually try to chat with someone, they, hello, welcome to this, you know, what can I help you? But, but, but these are pre- Those are different. Those are bots that are pre-programmed with a set uh range of questions and answers this yeah. is taking it to an entirely new level and well, um 
accessing questions based on a database. And then the database can actually learn. You know, um, you know, you, you remind me of that short circuit movie. Input. <laughs> short circuit. Yes. Number five. Number five. Number five is alive. Yeah. Input. Number more five input. is alive. No, no disconnect. Number five alive. Uh-huh. You know, but but you know, again, talking about seeing some stuff, you know, in 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 a long a few decades back that was just you know fun and sci-fi, and now we're talking about it's it's here. So so guys, I mean again, this is double impact. It's here in the sense I don't want you to think that it's running the world. It's here and it can make logical determinations based on data. I want you to understand that an AI or a chatbot is never gonna make decisions based on feelings. It's going to make decisions based on statistical data. That's things we can see, things we can hear, touch, taste, and smell. And we can assign numbers to those to give us different types of uh, values. And then based on those values, we can make decisions. Where does the time go, HH? Yeah, we were just bullshitting and, you know, I guess <laughs> the, the, the time flew. Yeah, listen, guys, you know, we have a lot of different shows. Um, this is, we are purposely chosen, choose this particular format to this show. Um, if you watch John's other shows, they're structured differently. If you see my other shows, they're structured differently. This one is just a casual discussion about day-to-day -day stuff and we throw in some stuff it's you know some some of it's just to question mark things some of it is just opinionated as always by the way everybody has got an opinion about something and anybody that's talking about something they're just giving their opinion with some facts maybe um and um or plenty of facts for that matter but it's still subject to debate and discussion and so that's where we are and that's really the hour for us but but you know what We'll come up with some nice stuff every now and then. And you know what? For what it's worth, it's it's there. You know, it's it's documented. Uh, we question, we ask, we talk. And uh, in the is. meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering, um, ice cubes are very interesting. And you definitely want to check out my latest article at Believe Me Achieve, which talks about how and where did ice cubes come from? I saw that. <laughs> The, the, the evolution of uh, the ice. The evolution of the ice, yes. And uh, it has really given us hopefully an appreciation for how ice is made. Because many years ago, not too long ago, we were pouring water in trays and trying not to spill it as we brought it into the freezer. So so since we're doing the shout outs, uh, you know, tomorrow you're live on the radio. So People can listen to you live on... Yeah, on I'm live on uh, WTVQ. You can get information by going to BelieveMeAchieve.com. I'm live at 10.05 a.m. tomorrow to 11. So you definitely want to check that out. And definitely check out the IFYL podcast. Uh, we're almost into 570 episodes. All right. And, and another new news is Jaymore Tech Talk will be going into um, not only the uh, video that we do... It'll be uh, also adding a new channel, which will be its podcast channel. And in May, we'll be starting to broadcast JMore Tech Talk around different parts of the world. Awesome, awesome. One thing, announcement for me, uh, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, Standard Time or 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, Chatters That Matter, uh, we're 
Token Health, but with a twist, uh, celebrating 50 years anniversary of hip hop with some uh, old school rappers, uh, you know, uh, a top uh, oral surgeon uh, joining us as well in discussion. So it's going to be fun. It's a two hour show. It's going to be a long one, but it's it's going to ride a little bit. We have also a new star uh, rising rapper that's going to join us and talk about the, you know, and again, it's it's hip hop and health combined in one topic. So it's going to be an interesting show. So join the discussion with um, Dr. Cheryl, uh, Brian Bruce, myself, and our guest tonight. So again, you have some of the stuff going on, on my side. You have some stuff going on, on John's side. Plenty of stuff to look for. Um, guests. You won't get bored here, guys. There's lots of stuff. And with the great guests that he's got coming up, um, I leave you with one thought. Um, your health is your mouth. So what I mean by that is floss, brush, rinse, take care of your teeth. Because when you do, the rest of your body will too. And by the way, in today's show, we're talking about how that bad bread, bad health in the mouth can affect the heart and everything else. So, how about that? I even know that. <laughs> yes. So, so again, we have one of the best, you know, uh, dentist, uh, oral surgeons uh, around the world, actually, that's joining the discussion. We have BCB, we have Kwame, these are producers. We have Rick Aaron, producer. We have Start the City. So, again, a lot of, lot of guests, you know, stay tuned, you know, uh, and check out those. It'll be on all the channels, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and EMB, <laughs> EMB, uh, Mixcloud, you name it, it's going to be there, as well as uh, Facebook. So go check it out, podcast, have fun. And John, um, we'll be talking, I guess, next when you come back from vacation. So Yeah, we'll be talking. So um, uh, we're not on uh, next week. I'm away. Um but then I actually return back. So we'll be on the following um, Monday. And that's when I'll be uh, inviting chat GPT and look forward to later on this weekend. I'll be posting some answers because I've been having some private conversations with chat GPT. And I thought I would share those with our world. John, it sounds like you're having a relationship here. <laughs> uh, just a platonic one. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll say no judgment. You know, to each his own, baby. All right. <laughs> uh, we're wrapping this up, right? So have yourself a great rest of your week. Uh, happy holidays, happy Passover, happy Easter, whatever you celebrate. And um, we'll see you back on Double Impact uh, next week. In case you're wondering what that is, not the 10th, it'll actually be the 17th. So uh, uh, don't cry if you miss us because you can always watch the replays on our show all the time. If you miss some of those great nuggets, come on back and uh, watch them because that might be the time that's the charm that inspires you to change your life. What are you waiting for, everyone? That's it, baby. Bye, everyone. Good night, everyone. <laughs>